All right, guys, this is 904 Pod, episode four. I'm joined tonight by uh, Pasha, Dashguard, David Branson, and Nima. Yep. Um, the main thing we're going to talk about today, is there any point of feeling optimistic in the next coming uh, months, and what does that look like? And is there any chance that Trump does anything to help this? Um, I feel like recently I've been seeing a lot of people get much more uh, agitated and frustrated with what's happening. I feel like everyone was in shock two or three weeks ago, and now people are just like sick and tired of this shit. Um, it's just a massive level of incompetence at like the top. I'm, I'm curious if you guys see any anything on the other side. Not in regards to Trump, but I think <laughs> I, I think at the forefront, everyone needs to get pretty real. Though I, I think there's a bigger issue with if Trump um, wins not, another not getting consensus around. If Trump wins another four years, do you think uh, do you have any hope? For the next four, well, okay. I don't. I no is the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, if Trump gets elected again, it'll be the end of our democracy for sure. But, <laughs> right. but I, I mean, I'll say this: if there is an election, and that is a real question, if there is though, he'll lose. Like, I don't think he's going to win. I think that the jig is up once this hits red states. Once and then they realize it's real then, like, this is going to be... I mean, we're going to lose, like, hundreds of thousands of people. Like, it's going to be insane. The whole country is going to be angry and looking for somebody to blame. And he is certainly has enough, like, on his hands. I think that, like, part of how he won was convincing people that, like, I don't know, he's, like, an enigma. And now it's, like, he's not an enigma anymore. And I think he just can't convince anybody in the center that he is like a reasonable human. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as I'm not as confident in that. And before this, like there was a period where I was thinking like a piece of cardboard with a smiley face on it could be Donald Trump. But yeah, other times he still seems unstoppable, like with the polarization and everything. Like I can easily see this being spun as like and because it is it's a once in a century emergency that we couldn't really be totally prepared for so why is it fair to completely blame donald trump is what people more leaning towards his supporters would say and they would it's just the same old thing the mainstream media is just trying to blame trump for everything like i don't know i was on twitch the other night going through random like right-wing political streams and they're having a field day like they're controlling the narrative really well the democrats are just sitting on their hands joe biden is just like napping at home and they're just calling out the media for singling out Trump, continuing to do their thing. And it's 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 good propaganda. It's a good narrative. Like, they'll talk about how, oh, he's putting these two-hour press conferences. Should we even cover these? And then if you go watch uh, conservative media, they'll be like, listen to these assholes talking about if they should cover what the president is saying. And then they'll show clips of, like the Cuomo brothers or cousins or whatever the hell they are talking to each other about their mom's pasta recipes mm -hmm. and another random crap and be like, okay, so this is news and the president talking isn't news. That's going to play well. Like it's, it's really easy to spin this stuff, especially when Democrats are ceding all of the control over controlling kind of the narrative and their front runner is just sitting in the shadows. And it's a perfect opportunity once again for them to show an alternative vision of leadership instead of just waiting around and relying on the fact that like Trump is ridiculous. Isn't he ridiculous? Do we even have to do or saying anything? Don't you just hate him? The interesting thing is like Trump is in a much uh, stronger position this time around than last time around. And 
he's got like the full loyalty and machine of the Republicans behind him now, as opposed to last time where he was still trying to like work through those relationships. Now it's like he's much stronger and the candidate you could argue is much weaker for the Democrats. So it just feels well, like it's going to be a steam. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Is the candidate weaker? Like Hillary Clinton I mean, was a weak. uniquely hated, physically weaker, yes. <laughs> well, Hillary is more hated, but Biden has all the same vulnerabilities that Trump has. So he loses all of those battlegrounds, like essentially. Uh -huh. Whereas Hillary, at least like you couldn't be like, you know, she's off cheating on her wife. Like that side of it, like the misogynistic side. Biden shares all of those with Trump. To the American people, that's like awesome. They're like perfect. He's also <laughs> like a white dude who's old and like could be at my Thanksgiving table. With Hillary and with Joe Biden, there's the opportunity to be able to take their progressive woke signaling identity politics stuff and uh, say that it's hollow and it's just for the sake of like winning votes and stuff. It's too easy to just shift the whole attack and Trump's already doing that. He's already running to the left of Joe Biden. The other day I saw him, he was talking about how we got to fix our roads and our infrastructure. He's going back to talking shit on like wasting a bunch of money for the military he talked about we dropped like eight trillion dollars in the middle east and then doing people favor him and azar come out and say yesterday i believe that they're open to doing a, a thing where if you have no health insurance you can go to any hospital they'll give you care and then the government will pay the hospitals as if it was medicaid right this is all while biden is saying he's against medicare for all like what he, yeah he literally he's said he would still vote against it yeah. mm -hmm. that would be terrifying if he came up with like some sort of temporary kind of health care coverage if he does that it's it's he's all but guaranteed ben pasha you'd agree to that right if trump came out with some sort of medicare for all thing during this crisis and biden is still sitting there saying he's against it Oh, it's over. Interesting. I mean, like, is there any world where he is to be believed? Like, I just, every single thing he does, his entire strategy is just win the room in the moment. There's no need to follow up on that. Like, just because it's a crisis, though. So, obviously, like, whatever so, like, he it, promises would be done now. You know what I mean? It was like official, my official presidential platform is Medicare for all. I'm not saying that even has to be his platform. I'm just saying during this crisis, he comes out and enacts some sort of Medicare for all. Like I'm saying that he can just run on the same platform. But the fact and that, that is that, that is his move. He does he does as little as possible to be able to once again be like, look at the news, lamestream media talking a bunch of nonsense. For example, he's done some random piecemeal legislation about like prisons, and every once in a while he'll literally let like one black person out of prison and like it's so he can build up this narrative of being like oh you think i didn't do anything look i like helped out all these prisoners get out of jail joe biden wrote the crime bill Dude, it's like, too easy man yeah. it's too easy these guys are running he's, circles around us he's very good at doing that i mean that is that is like his best talent is he has a different like history book that he's writing for his base you know yeah it's in, mm -hmm. and, and they're only reading that so it's and it's it so incredibly ineffective I mean, I, I think this is going to be a real test of, like, partisanship over self-interest. Because I really think, like, COVID is specifically a thing that you can't fake it. The proof is in the pudding. Either people are dying or they're not. And, like, you can say it's a hoax. You can say that everybody's freaking out. But then, like, 
people are going to die regardless of how you spin this. I agree with you that there's a lot of different ways this can all be spun, but in reality, 100,000 people are going to die. You know what I mean? It's like 200,000 people later, like no one is going to be able to spin our country and economy are crashing all around us. Yeah, I think I think um, that's where that's where I kind of like base my I mean, I hope I don't regret this, but with it being recorded and we can listen to this in November and see how wrong <laughs> yeah. I am. But like, but I, I mean, I lost so much money in bets with Trump winning the presidency, but I don't see him winning. I, I think I'm with Posh in the sense that like November in the context of this is a long time away. And I think the economic fallout, oh my. You're saying like you can't spin that? Motherfucker's spitting everything he says the day before. He totally will say one thing and then like a week later, pretend like he never said that one thing. Oh, and he's just constantly sure. spinning. So him saying that 100,000 to 250,000 people, he, he declared that as like a victory. And everyone knows he said this was not going to get to this level, you know, but he still took credit for that. And like no one, it's not about spinning. Like they don't give a fuck what he says. Like they're just going to follow him. You right. know what I mean? It's not about logic or lies or truth. It's just like whatever the fuck he says, they're down. Yeah. Oh, well, first of all, so David, you can, you and I can listen to this either like, huddled in a cave, like, burning the last of our fuel and, like, comforting ourselves about, ah, do you remember in April 2020 when, like, we still had hope? <laughs> but, like, I what well, I guess my point is, like, Jason, when, when your uncle dies of COVID and you're, like, your friend can't pay for their, you know, hospital stay... There's no lie that you can tell me that is going to make that not true. This is going to hit everyone. Oh, I could, I could come up. But that's not. Yeah, that's the, just just to play devil's advocate. It's not about whether or not that's true. It's whether or not it's Trump's fault, and making it right. Trump's fault or not is actually much easier. Like he lied a bunch about the numbers at first, but everyone knows the guy speaks in hyperbole. Everyone, he was just trying to do a sunny forecast to rally everyone, and he's the leader. He's supposed to rally us. And I mean, he came yeah. back. He came back and like fixed the number and said something more truthful. So what are you so worried about? You want to blame Look, everything on Trump? Died, this whole thing, but... this whole thing is collapsing. But like, is our fucking terrible healthcare infrastructure all Donald Trump's fault? Of course it's not. If we had a good healthcare system, would we be in the same position even with a shitty president? Nowhere close. So it's not that easy to just pin the whole thing on Trump. I actually, like, I would have, I think the final test is the economy, I think someone else mentioned. Um, this guy is rubber and everyone else is glue, and so far everything's been bouncing off of him. But if the economy's doing bad, you're fucked. So we'll see. But, like, as far as the actual COVID blaming on him stuff, I... I I hope so, but I'm not that confident that it, it will stick to him as much as yeah. it should. I mean, I think he will play politics. or really, He's going to change the optics on this for the crisis itself, but I think he's not going to be able to get away from, like, I mean, the unemployment numbers released yesterday were, oh, God. like, Great Depression level. Like, we're going to hit... Stock market goes out, like, 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 there's going to be so many financial records, like, in a negative way that are broken that haven't been broken since the Civil War. So we're like, we're talking about something we've never seen before. And I think like a president that's going to try to get reelected in the middle of that is just going to face a really tough reelection. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter who it is. It doesn't even matter who's up against him. Maybe, maybe, maybe I think that the only thing that would change this is if the timing wasn't right. If somehow we could cling on past November and that he could hold on to those optics. But I think if it gets to that point, like 
I don't know if there's anyone that could make that look good for them. Like, let's let's hope in that sense. Let's hope that he does get reelected because that would have to be a pretty bad environment for all of us to be living in. That's a weird dude, way to put it. it. I honestly don't yeah. know what will happen. I'm telling you, if he gets reelected, we won't have a democracy anymore. Like, it's, we already it, are on the way, you know. Oh, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like straight. Like, you can feel the clamps of like authoritarianism just like coming in, and it's just like. So, Pasha, so this is this is actually gonna be interesting. How different would our lives be if we lived in an authoritarian Trump USA? I, mean, I was thinking about it. It's like I feel like for us, things wouldn't change that much, right? I don't know. What does that look like? And I'm, I'm just his second term. He's definitely going to get much more uh, authoritarian for sure. And I wonder, like, how much that really affects our lives. Oh, I mean. There would be no free press. So we already we already know how that looks. So that's Fox News, right? So you're saying we basically all will be forced to watch Fox News. Or like Fox News would be the only news that is available. Like Fox News or Breitbart. You think if Trump could, he would censor the internet the way that China does? For sure. If it were up to him, yeah. He was already trying to get that video taken down of somebody talking about his, like, using his quotes about the coronavirus and his response. And previously, like, during his whole election campaign, he was, like, constantly, like, I can't believe they're allowed to say this about me and, like, <laughs> you know, we shouldn't allow them to, like, make me look bad. And, you know, he, he, he has actually taken reporters out of the White House that have made him look bad or have right, asked right. him questions that embarrass him. Like, yeah, no, he would 100%. He was, like, down... He was, like, making jokes about reporters being killed in other countries. Like He's also added reporters to the pool that he knows personally, and they've created conversations artificially. I think, know, I think his, look, we all know his authoritarian... But, but the yeah. question is, how much does your life change, you specifically? I don't probably think not, it, Probably not that not, much. Not I'm that much, right? These people. You don't think your... Persian ass is going to be put like ice isn't going to take a take a special liking to you and your Facebook posts making fun of the president or honestly your... honestly no I don't I think the FBI already like tracks all my shit and is already and the NSA already has all of my information and I'm probably not much fun for this thought experiment because when people talk about the end of democracy or we'll be in authoritarianism like I kind of think we already don't live in a democracy and are in an oligarchical authoritarianism so I'm not <laughs> that's, sure that's I'm not sure what you. I'm not sure what anyone's talking about that's <laughs> it'll point. be a different it'll it be a different be kind different. of it'll be a different I mean he's a unique threat and that's why I, I don't know what to say he's a unique threat and we should take it seriously and we should stop him but like it would be, at worst, some other kind of non-democratic authoritarianism. <laughs> Nima's hot take is Planet of the Apes. We are already in the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that sounds. I like think we, we we definitely live in a flawed democracy. I don't know if it's full on like authoritarianism. I think Trump's version of authoritarianism would look more like Putin's authoritarianism versus China's authoritarianism because China's is pretty polished. And yeah, China, ruthless, I mean, you got to be beneficial. To get to that level. Yeah, I think, and there's there's a great argument for pros and cons of that form of authoritarianism in a time like this. But I think Putin's is just sloppy, and it's all to benefit the oligarchs. And I think that's that's Trump 101 right there. I mean, I think he would yeah. 
Like he's already kind of operating that I way. I mean, like and, and, and that's Putin's a good analog because Putin's is sloppy because they are a declining power that are desperately trying to figure out a way for their oligarchs to keep control and keep power and like fool the people and like it's kind of America too, isn't it? Yeah, they're just profiteering. Uh, and, but like, also, we are also a declining power. They're trying to figure out how to fool the people into like keeping control and all that stuff. It's the same shit. I guess like the the thing that Putin does to a certain degree, but I think the thing that Trump would really lean into is like like basically using ICE as Gestapo. I don't think he would just be a passive like let me make money. I think he's Trump is a like imprison your enemies crush them into the ground displays of power and authority like see that I don't, I don't know does he actually care that much to do that stuff or is it all for the theatrics yeah. like he's well, like a wwe star like i don't feel like he would go oh, yeah. through kayfabe actually... <laughs> like kayfabe and hard <laughs> but i don't know like i don't i feel like he's too lazy to care about like going at... you think okay so you think if he was the king of america do you think he would send he would send cops to hillary clinton to put throw her in jail yes of course you do okay yeah that's exact based on the money throwing hillary in jail like okay that's that's trump 101 like that's he wants to be he wants that power like he is a he is cartoonishly villainous do you remember that story he's cartoonishly stupid and i feel like the people around him are cartoonishly villainous you know and that, that is the one saving grace with all this stuff is that he is like too much of an undisciplined buffoonish clown to be like a more proficient authoritarianism. Because if, if he was better at this, like we would absolutely we'd be fucked. I, I say this all the time that like if he were 15 percent better at what he's doing, we would be like destroyed. It's it's only that he can't help himself like a supervillain. He like tells his plot to the hero before he you know what i mean like he's like obama shouldn't bomb iran that's what you do when you're trying to distract people and then he's like oh shit like time to bomb iran (laughs) man that motherfucker's funny though damn um if he if we make it this will be the funniest thing that has ever happened we'll look back do you think do you think if we make it he'll do you think he's uh Gonna have any sort of consequence happen to him after this? Mehdi Hassan, his pod last week was talking to some prosecutor, and this guy sounded like he was just dreaming. But he thinks that Trump can be prosecuted after he leaves office for involuntary manslaughter during the coronavirus. Well, I mean, that would be great. I'm not holding my breath for that. Is it? Mehdi Hassan was like, "Yo, that's insane." Everyone's like, "There's no way that would ever happen." They're like, "They think that's crazy." Uh, explain yourself and he like goes into it's just funny there's no yeah there's no way it would ever fucking happen imagine if they held presidents to like to those kinds of standards they would be like, oh yeah if, if we took the geneva convention seriously every president we've had since 1940 whatever would go to jail yeah like no, there's no trump going to the hague that is like a <laughs> so so what do you guys what do you guys genuinely think do you think trump just leaves office tries to start like some failed like news uh channel and then just like dies and then passes it on to john jr and they fade into the background as like a dying conservative movement is that best case scenario that sounds great dude does that <laughs> does that sound possible yeah, unfortunately i feel like he's going to do enough power grabbing that he'll keep himself relevant through like Wheeling, dealing with Kushner and whatever else and stuff. He'll 
it's sad because we're not going to have him for too much longer, you know? Like it's it, is, it is infinitely oh. frustrating because it seemed like he was hanging on his last ropes and on his last thread and did like a Hail Mary running for president and like did it. And may have, honestly, if he didn't win the presidency, from the sounds of it, he might have ended up like legit filing for bankruptcy and like living. I mean, still being a rich ass dude, but like oh, fucking off. So we don't you, have to you, think about him. You talk about that and what I think about is all the motherfucking old-time conservatives who no one gave a fuck about, like Mitch McConnell and fucking Jeffrey Sessions, and, like, they were just oh, fading. These guys, yeah, that actually pisses me off more than Trump being president, is these motherfuckers who everyone knows are stupid and fucked up now, like, winning again. You know what I mean? Like, they were, they were in obscurity. Like, the fact that Jeff Sessions is even... No, no, we're about yeah. to call him Jeffrey Sessions. I like that. <laughs> Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, excuse you. That's such a plantation owner name. Oh, my God. He's sitting there drinking sweet tea, talking, saying the N-word constantly with, like, a big piece of wheat in his mouth and a straw hat. That guy's so fucking racist. It's insane, dude. Yeah, no, it's... I, I mean, I definitely feel you that, like, while Trump is an absolute cartoonish buffoon, it's, like... Mitch McConnell and Jeff Sessions and these like, like Kellyanne Conway and yes, these, that's like, what I'm saying. Those motherfuckers, dude. Literal gremlins. These oh, like, just garbage, just trash. Rush Limbaugh has a Medal of Honor for everyone that's, not not remembering. That's terrifying. So, um, David and Pasha, how do you guys feel if if Biden? I'm going to put you guys on the spot on the record, on air. Do you guys think Biden can beat Trump? David? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think under, I think under, like, I think if you asked me, you know, in December, um, I would have said no. I think, or at least I would have had a lot more fears around that. But I think my supreme pessimism and how dark my mind is getting right now, I think um, it doesn't really matter. You could put anyone in front of Trump by November and um, they would beat him. But, you know, Let's hope that doesn't happen. I guess the more I say that, the more I realize how terrible that idea is. I think I would love to have seen Biden versus Trump under normal circumstances, but this really makes it hard for me to believe Trump will win. Do you think he can survive through like all the regular hour, two hour debates against Trump the way that he is, the way that Trump is? Because up until now, his well, his past really hasn't been litigated in these primaries and no one's really like looked at anyone's record doing anything. So once like all of his past record comes up, all of that gets talked about. They go head to head one on one and whatever shit show that is happens. I mean, that's, that's a good point. I think I think it would benefit Biden if the debates didn't happen. That's interesting that they might there might be a risk of not happening. I think that would be a weird benefit. I feel like him. Trump wouldn't have debated Bernie. And I feel like he would. Yeah, he, that's he what would some people were saying. And it was, yeah. to be honest, it was Trump's decision. Whatever he wanted to do, he could have avoided the debates based, you know, if it was against someone like Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. And if he wants to debate, he can make it happen, right? So, I, I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't think that Trump is. Trump has the same problem that Biden does. Both of their brains are pudding. And so, like, I don't think that that's going to be the deciding factor. I really just think, like, Biden is a beacon of stability. Like, you were talking about him having the same weaknesses as Hillary, but I actually think now those weaknesses being seen as, like, 
part of the establishment, being seen as like, oh, a familiar face in the party, that's actually going to benefit him. I think people are going to look for stability right now. They're yeah, but to, for it to be like a familiar face, you have to be seeing his face more, and they're minimizing his contact with the public as much as possible. You, you wipe that benefit when you're hiding him as much as you can. I mean, I, I agree to a certain point, but people know who Biden is. And, like, this isn't about us. This is about, like, our—it's like the boomers. Like, the boomers like Biden, and, and he's respectable, and that's really all that matters to them. It's like— I mean, substantively, he believes very little that is different from what Trump believes. But it's just like he can put on a good face about it. And so I mean, I will admit that I, I have consistently underestimated Biden's appeal to the general public. And I am perplexed by it. But like he's going strong. I'm still very concerned about like his ability to keep having appeal the more people actually start to like tighten the screws and look at his stuff like the democratic primaries everyone had kid gloves on with each other because the number one thing was uh beating donald trump for the voters so everyone knew that and they didn't want to go after each other too much because that would like ruin party unity and could easily be spun as like oh look at this guy he's ruining the ability to beat trump by going after other people too hard so no one's really no one was really going after anyone else and so we really haven't seen anyone put pressure on anyone yet, as far as any anybody in the Democratic primary field. And the Democratic primary voting base is completely different than the general public voting base. So, like, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried, guys. Trump will use everything um, on the table against him, no matter what. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll just keep it coming, dude. Like, well, I think if the debates happen, I think Biden's at risk of looking bad there, but. I also think that there's probably too much emphasis on the debates here because yeah, I don't I, think very I many think, people yeah. watch the debates. That's true too. I, that, that's very like true, I think yeah. I think the like the most watched debate of the Democratic debates were like close to 20 million, and one of the least watched, I think the most recent one was like five or six million. You know, and we also have the issue of like half the country not voting, so we have all these issues around like the fact that like we kind of live in the bubble of a more participatory um, right. electorate, like we. Definitely. We we are Definitely. more active and we, we we are more concerned with the issues. We want to know more about those things. And I think a lot of people like are voting on really weird things. And I think the only thing with Trump, as far as his you know his typical tactics are and how they would like really get hurt potentially if things get really bad, is that he always wants the spotlight. If it gets really bad, like that spotlight is going to turn into a limelight, and he's going to continue to want it. But like Biden being quiet right now might actually be a benefit later. I totally I think agree. if it gets really bad, at least. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also think like. We are fucking this up. This isn't going well. And he puts himself out in front of everything. And so as much as he tries to, like, throw people under the bus, when all of this stuff starts really hitting the rest of the country and we're in a, like, seriously chaotic state, he has put his face on, on every single thing too much to then back out now and be like, oh, actually, this isn't my fault. Like, I think he's going to get pinned with the economy, with our virus response, with, like, the failing businesses. Like, all of that stuff is going to be on him, ultimately. Yeah, and yeah. I think if, if the virus remained in the cities and in areas that just are known to vote more progressively, like, I think he could maybe potentially have a, a chance of spinning it. But the more we see it affecting these areas that are his voting base, the more I kind of believe it's going to be the latter. You know? It's going to be a really bad situation for him, hopefully. Hopefully not too bad for us and for everyone else. Yeah. And saying all of this, this is, like, the only way that Biden could win is by having, like, 
a catastrophe occur while Trump. <laughs> that yeah. really says something about our hopes right now. Yeah, <laughs> he, is our, he is our only hope. There, it's just it's crazy. There's there's such an absence and a void, um, where there should be an outspoken opponent to Donald Trump. There isn't one right now. Yeah. I mean, Bernie's doing that, but I'm saying from like the DNC. Yeah. Um, there's not I mean, enough of them out there, like going and, and being like having that present voice, you know, about what leadership could look like if done correctly. Right now, who would you guys say is favored at this point right now? So you, oh yeah, you and Paz should think um, that uh, Biden's favored, and me and Nima think that Trump is. Is that correct? I think Trump is favored right now. I think Biden will be okay. favored by November. Uh, I see. I see. I, I I think Biden is favored right now. Yeah, if the election were right now, actually, I kind of think Biden might win it. Really? I, uh, yeah, dude, because my— No, hell no, again, dude. You guys my whole thing— <laughs> What the no, fuck? You're, it's not no. about his—but everyone talks about his base too much. We're worried about the other people. We're worried but about, like, the 50-whatever percent of independent voters. Go that, to his base. That's what I'm saying. He's convinced no, more people, dude. No, yes, it's not about pulling people off. This is more about voter turnout. It's about inspiring people that don't vote to come out and vote. You were asking before about Biden versus Hillary. Hillary was the least popular presidential candidate of our lifetime. Like, to lose to Donald Trump, who was the second most hated presidential candidate, like, there were so many people who were like, I viscerally hate Hillary Clinton. I've hated her since the 90s. I simply will not vote for her. I would like she was a, she was a perfect storm of everything people don't like right now. A career politician with nepotism through her family name. She is a uniquely hated candidate and I think that like people were dying give me any reason not to vote for her. And Donald Trump wisely was like I am an enigma. I literally will say anything. Even in the same speech, he will like switch positions. And so like he presented people an opportunity to vote for a question mark candidate. And like now he's not a question mark. I don't think that he's going to convince anybody in the middle to vote for him, especially when that person has just lost their job or their grandfather died because he couldn't get see, into the see, and, and I, I definitely felt that same way as you. And I remember, like, The Daily Show came out with, like, a montage where they went to go interview people, like, on farms and, like, at Trump rallies and stuff. I know it's just one story, but this has always stuck with me, which was, like, he asked this farmer who had, like, had to sell his farm off because of Trump and, like, the China uh, trade war. And he's, like, talking for, like, five minutes about how terrible it is. And then at the end, of like, are you going to vote for him again? He's like, yeah. Unless they, like, give me someone else better. Watching that and then, like, watching all these people be like, who cares if he, like, sexually harassed girls? Who cares if he actually, like, you know, did all this stuff? Like, if he shot someone, like, I don't care. Like, I'll vote for him. Seeing all those, like, reactions, you totally get why, like, it doesn't matter what he does. And he's fucking, dude, he's, look, he's likable. He's, like, funny, you know? I get it. Compared Um, to a lot of other politicians, yeah. He's, he's, Um. like, hilarious. Like, I sometimes, man, I, I sometimes laugh fucking hard at the shit he says he's such a troll like he's yeah. such a fucking troll and it- i i would love it if there was a liberal politician who would just like slap people down with the glee that trump does totally right like he's the most I, like i i fucking hate him with all my being but you can't deny he's a fascinating person
it's so weird that someone like that can command that much influence. Like how? It's so bizarre. Just to defend Jason, because you were surprised, the reason I think Biden might win if the election were right now is because I really believe the more people learn about Biden, the less they like him. I know you like thinking that, but it hasn't shown true in all of these elections over and over and over. It has has shown true over and over and over. The places where he campaigned the most, he did worse. The places where he campaigned not at all, he did better. (laughs) No, but that's... Give me any demographic and I'll give you a Joe Biden attack ad by tomorrow. Like, if you want to talk about women, it's Anita Hill. It's the Hyde Amendment, which he supported until last fucking year. He didn't want to give federal funding for abortions until last fucking year it's not like he was some like it's not like he's been in business for 40 years and had problematic opinions 20 years ago he had them like literally yesterday and like will not budge on them you want to talk about black people it's the biden crime bill you want to talk about like young people he literally said young people stop complaining you don't have real problems why are you being so patient grandpa I'm just saying, like, the attack ads, like, write themselves, and we live in a world of targeted attack ads. You can find out what people care about specifically, and it exactly tell them why they should say fuck Joe Biden. It's too easy. And- what, what I do know about Joe Biden is that he has talked to foreign leaders before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he went unprompted out of nowhere during a debate. He said, no one's been to Mexico more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you say in a way he's sort of the Democrats' version of Trump right now? Well, I mean, David, I was just thinking of that. I don't like Trump. I just think he's more likable than Biden. Biden has zero charisma. Because he's lost it all. And that's the scary thing. Like, Biden from 2016, if you go back and watch him, when he was still sharp, even that Biden would easily wipe the floor with Trump. Yeah, uh, yes. Front and center. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you said, Nima, about these states that he won where there was like no efforts made, like it's kind of that sort of magic in that way that we can't explain that he has this following that we didn't even realize. All right. So I think uh, on that note, I mean, that we spent a good amount of time on that, but that, that's like we could talk about that stuff forever. It's 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 <laughs> fucking fascinating trying to figure out what exactly is going on with that. But uh, so I got some quick things to talk about that's moving away from politics. So. Everyone's obviously been cooking a lot. David, I know you have. Um, and Pasha, you cook a good amount, right? Yeah, totally. Okay. I've been talking to Nima about this. Um, I recently have begun to feel that touching chicken, like raw chicken when you're cooking it, is not the deal that everyone claims it is. <laughs> and what sort me, of deal? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know the whole bit where people are like, okay, so Nima's like super fucking – dude, don't touch chicken and then, like, touch other things. Don't touch, like, your knife and your fork and your sink. Better look, like, and he's all about, like, like that being, like, toxic, right? So I grew up my whole fucking life thinking that. Grew up. That's, how, then... I, that's how I raised Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, watching all these cooking shows. One after another, every single fucking one, these guys handle the fucking chicken breast and they fucking touch everything. There's no cuts. And then I'm like, yeah, like, it's like not as big a deal as Nima makes it out to be. Okay. I'd like to know, like to know what, which cooking show you're watching that has no cuts. <laughs> Pasha, do you wash your hands religiously after touching raw chicken? Okay, so 
the background for this is that my father is a food scientist mm. who like specifically deals with meat. This is bad that this is being recorded because my dad will. Right? I'm gonna send it to your dad. <laughs> you won't know how to open it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so I don't do it as much as I should. Like I don't, I don't take all of the precautions that I should. But definitely, like, yeah, you wash your hands. You don't try and spread salmonella. Like, tell me, what, if, do any of you know anybody who's gotten poisoned by salmonella? Like, I don't know a single fucking person who had like food poisoning by like touching raw chicken. We, it's such we, an old wives' tale. No one, like, yeah, you don't, you don't get. There's no test for salmonella for to like prove. You just get like food poisoning. That's convenient. A, a upset tummy and you poop is very liquidy. <laughs> like this is... I've asked a lot of people this recently, and like I'm surprised that everyone seems to feel as strict about it as Nima, like including you guys. Yeah, I, it's a weird time to take an anti-vax approach right now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is not the time. I've got I've got some entertainment news. Did you guys know about? Jim Hanks. No. You mean like his existence? Yeah. Who's yeah, that? Dude, I had the same experience. Tom Hanks has a twin brother. His name's Jim. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? He's bald. <laughs> Wait, is Tom Hanks the guy who recently got coronavirus and then his son is like a bro? That That's uh, the one. The oh, most... Oh. He pulls higher with liberals than like literally anything else. He's he's like the most powerful institution in America. Well, I read this. I read this. That was really fucked up. And it was like Tom Hanks getting coronavirus makes a lot of sense because he would be the guy who plays the guy who gets coronavirus (laughs) in a coronavirus movie. (laughs) That's actually going to play himself now. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this real as no one likes him more than I do. I seriously love Tom Hanks. Uh, Is he that good? Like he's great. Like who of course he's so lovable, but like in terms of pure acting like horsepower, does he really got it? Is he re- I don't know. I don't think he's like that good. He's definitely yeah. got the universal appeal. He does. For like for a dude that brings for a dude that brings the summer blockbusters and stuff, he's like uh he's he's better than he's a better actor than like Will Smith, I think. I mean that's of course he is, but like he's no like Daniel Day Lewis. He's no Michael Fassbender. He's no, no but, but, like I think it's important. Daniel Day Lewis would never take a role like you've got mail. You know what You're I mean? Right. I would love to see Daniel Day Lewis in a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Tom Hanks play Joker. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Here's the thing: is like Tom Hanks. Everyone thinks he's a great actor, but he has no range. Like he's never been. Like a villain, he's great at like communicating emotions, but as far as range, I just don't think he's got it. Well, but but like, I love him. I love like, him so he might much. Be like the best at that, you know what I mean? He might be the best at being a relatable everyman. Yeah, and, and like very few actors have like much range in Hollywood. I think. Does yeah. he have like that much less range than like your average Hollywood actor? Are you kidding me? Most like, dude, the, the Hollywood actors of today, like, you, you got huge ass man, you got. Uh, 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 Cumberbatch, you know, Fastbender, they all play so yeah. many different roles. Do they? Dude, are you kidding me? I mean, Cumberbatch just because just, just, just Wolverine, I mean, Wolverine sings a dance and like we're, we're all going to shit our pants. Really Dude, get out of here. Like, are you, <laughs> you know, Tom Hanks is like, do something, like be a, be an alpha, like do like a Taken. He's doing an alpha stuff. <laughs> 
being such a beta. Oh, I would love that if he like just did John Wick. That's what I'm saying. Like, he needs an action movie. Like, is, a, like a yeah. Saving Private Ryan considered an action movie? Sure. That's Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan are the exact same character. <laughs> it's almost like For, Saving Private Ryan was a chapter of Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. The beginning, the very beginning. Dude, it's... Chapter two, part, yeah, World War II. It, it's great. I hate people who watch old movies. It's so cheesy <laughs> and pointless. It's so, like, it's so hipster to be like, ooh, look at me, I watched uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's like, okay, dude, like, where's I your hope, cassette tape? I hope you put this in, because... <laughs> <laughs> Would you... Is the Born Identity too old for you? Uh, 2,000-plus I'll, I'll live with. Not the Matrix. Yeah, Wait, so fun. you won't watch the ma- the original Matrix? You won't do it? That's 2000, right? I think that it was 1999. Black and white films are so try hard. Anybody who watches that, you're only doing it to try and brag about it on social media. Like you're not watching it to fucking care about it. Ugh, goddamn. All right, so I think we're gonna we're gonna end here. Um, thank you everyone for joining. Um, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Peace.